Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cozy Podcast. Uh, we continue our Cozy Podcast challenge with yet another story from 2020. And today's guest is a buddy of mine uh, from way back, actually, from 2013, 14, when we worked in a restaurant in Toronto. Um, he's a graphic designer. Uh, he was a previous bassist. I used to see him around Toronto playing at all these different clubs. Recently, the author and illustrator of The Fear Theory, which is a children's book. Uh, he'll give us a little bit of talk about that. But without further ado, this is Chad Hobson. Chad, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Ryan. Man, uh, I got to start start this off a little bit just to warm up. But uh, it, we've it's been about six month journey of you designing the logo for Co- the Cozy Podcast. So we have to give you that credit and show anybody who was wondering where where that logo came from. We have to thank Chad Hobson and So Indifferent, which is his graphic design company, for helping me with that. I think that was. It took us a while to get there, <laughs> and I apologize for that. But <laughs> you know what? It, it, I, I learned a lot. <laughs> I think we both learned a lot, and um, I'm grateful for the opportunity, nonetheless. Man, I think. Well, the problem is, is I'm too creative. That's one of my problems. Is that I, I? It's a little difficult to let the creativity go to somebody else. But seeing how creative you were, and seeing how creative kind of I was being, I think there was a couple of things. It was a it was a nice push and pull, but then there, there was definitely sometimes there was a fuck man, make your decision. What do you want? What is it? Do you want? And then, yeah. Yeah. The analogy, like see, you, <laughs> the analogy, you can, you can substitute this with anything. Right. So imagine like I'm a mechanic, you're paying me to fix something in your car, but you love cars and you, you've been watching a bunch of mechanic videos on YouTube, <laughs> but you have your understanding of your car and you're coming to me to fix it. So we're obviously we're going to bump heads. Right. Well, a little different. It's more like you designing a car for me and me sitting there beside you watching you build the car yeah. and be like, no, and, no, and no, 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 no. I don't want the muffler there. I yeah. want the muffler to the right. And you're like, dude, just let me design the damn car and then you can figure it out later. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, it was, uh, no, we ended up getting there. Uh, uh, I have to definitely credit you because we did, you did have, you practiced a lot of patience over that six months. Um, and uh, I think there was a couple instances where I did, but we also, it was, it was a tough year, like that last six month part of 2020, which we'll definitely let you get to. Um, was difficult, but all the while we were designing the logo, came up with the logo, finally logos. finalized. Oh, whoa, whoa. Yes, that's true. But we don't yeah, tell logos. Them. We can't tell everybody about the other logos because there's yeah. some that are still hidden. There's some yeah, that are still, some hidden. still hidden, but I don't want people to think it took me six months to make one logo. <laughs> no, well, in I mean, reality, it does take me time, but no, no, sorry, sorry. But in reality, we, we started in like early August. We own, yeah. oh, sorry, late July. And then we really didn't even get start going until September because mm-hmm. of work. And then I was gone for September. And then we finally went into October. We worked back and forth a little bit in October, but it was really, I think like end of October, November. And then I went away for November, like most of November at the end of November and then December when we finalized stuff. So yeah, six months, but in reality it was kind of like very periodic and obviously you got your shit going on. I got my shit going on. So yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's definitely didn't take you six months to do a lo- to <laughs> one logo. And you definitely did do multiple logos, but, uh, and more to come for people who want to know about those different logos. But uh, no, anyways, yeah. So uh, I had all the tools that I needed to start because of you. And uh, it made it so much easier at the end of 2020 to launch the vision and finally start things up because the podcast that I wanted to start was from the beginning of 2020. And then it finally came to fruition in 2021. And 
I'm really happy that I'm on a nice momentum and roll. And it's, uh, as I've said to a couple of people, but it's poetic to have you here in the first bunch of episodes because it, it just makes sense. But uh, anyways, well, well, let's let's jump into it. I mentioned a few things about you already, but I still want to know, I, I still want to hear it from, from yourself. So just introduce us to yourself, who you are, where you're from, um, what you do, hobbies, career, job, school, all that stuff. Give us an idea of who Chad Hobson is. Uh, my name is Chad Hobson. I'm 31 years old. Um, I sound like it sounds like my Tinder profile. <laughs> I didn't want, I never said I like, your, I never I like, said your age. I, I like long walks on the beach. Uh, no, um, I'm 31. I am, I don't like saying I'm a graphic designer. I'm trying to move away from that. I'm just a creative or a designer at that. Fair enough. Um, and my tagline or my, my, the one line that I like to go back to is, uh, creativity is everything. Um, as Ryan said, I, uh, bassist, self-taught bassist. I played in a metal band for a year and a half. Uh, played in a couple hip hop bands too. Uh, had a clothing line. I did modeling. I did acting. Um, I'm into extreme sports. I've jumped out of a plane three times. Shit. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I go camping at least once a year, solo camping by myself. Um, once a year to kind of have a bit of a long time and have some solitude to kind of clear my mind. And, uh, you still yeah. want to do that after 2020, a solo camping trip? <laughs> Dude, I'd go right now. I'd go right now. If it wasn't a lockdown. Oh, fair enough. Do you, I guess you live with your girlfriend. Yeah. I'm with, I'm with my girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Difference. My, my, my entire life of 2020 has felt like a solo camping trip. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway. played. Well played. Yeah. Um, um, go on. Yeah. Huh? Um, I don't even know what to jump into right now. Like we jump well, into 2020 more the well, best. Well, st- no, stop. Well, yeah, I guess we should start it off first where by I, re- I introduced you with so indifferent, which is your, your design company. I know you said graphic design, you're trying to move away from that creative. We'll call it a creative company, but most of your services are definitely mm-hmm. graphic design or uh, merch design or social media design or whatever it is, any type of illustrating or things like that. I know obviously with the design of the, of the logo, that's a primary source of your business is, you know, brand and logo and things like that. Or uh, okay. give us a little bit of an idea of oh, so indifferent first, I guess. Okay. So I guess, uh, so, uh, so indifferent started back in, I think 2010. I was 2010. It's gotta yeah, be later than that. No, I think it was 2010 or Oh nine. One of those years back then. Okay. Um, I was depressed. I was working at Lone Star, not because I was depressed, <laughs> I was working in Lone Star and I was making so much money, man. I was making so much money. I was just working every day. And I remember I got home one day and I was, hold, I was holding like, I think like, what was it like two grand worth of tips in my hand, had it all laid out on my bed. And I was like, holy shit, like I have a lot of money right now and I could buy anything. And I think at that point the Xbox 360 came out and I was like, I could buy anything right now. And I was just like, yo, I don't feel, I don't feel anything. Though. I don't feel what I thought I would feel holding a lot of cash. Cause you see this in the music videos and all that shit, right? Can I swear? Fuck yeah. Okay, enough said. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, and I was just like, yo, like, what the hell? Like, I have the money, but I don't have, I don't, the feeling that I thought that I would feel by having the money isn't what I thought it would feel like. So right. that put me into a little bit of a depression. And on top of that, all my friends were in school um, doing their studies and everything. So I was just working all the time. And I came to a decision. I'm like, okay, I could continue to be depressed. <laughs> and feel sorry for myself and be a victim to my circumstances. 
or I can go out and do something. So I, I remember I was listening to um, another girl that we worked with, Heidi. I don't know if you remember her. Vaguely. Um, she introduced me to this band called Dance Gavin Dance. Fell in love with them. Fell in love with them. Rock band, whatever. Uh, the music was so different. It's like this, like, I don't even know how to describe it. So I'm not even going to try to describe it. Just go listen. <laughs> Okay. And I highly recommend you listen to Battle Mount, uh, Downtown Battle Mountain 1, the first album, uh, or second album, excuse me. And I was like, okay, I love listening to the music. I'm feeling something with it. Um, I want to play an instrument. <laughs> I, I tried to play guitar a couple of years ago. I didn't, it didn't make sense for me, like the whole playing chords and all that. It just didn't make sense to me. So I went out, I went to Steve's Music, uh, the website one night. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just look for a bass guitar. Decided to go down there the next day. <clears throat> Went to the store. I'm just saying, hey, hey, like, he said, hey, can I help you? I'm like, I'm looking to get a bass guitar. Like, okay, uh, what do you want? Um, I don't know, maybe that one. <laughs> like, we just pointed. It was like, it was an Ibanez uh, bass guitar. It was a four-string Ibanez. I picked it up, bought it. I got home. I was on the subway and I was like, I had the, I bought a case for it and everything too. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with a guitar right now? I just spent like 300 bucks on a guitar, three, $400 on a guitar. Bro, I got home, no word of a lie. I sat down on my bed and it's almost like a transformer because it's like I sat down on my bed. I was like, and I just, it just, my hands fell into the position. My, my, I was holding the neck properly. It just felt so like, so surreal. It felt so natural. Yeah. So I was like, holy shit. Like, okay, let me start playing this. And I started, I listened to a lot of rock music, a lot of metal music and all that kind of stuff. So I was fortunate enough that a lot of the songs I listened to, I would hum. And since my voice is deep, I can basically <laughs> hum the bass lines. So what I would do in the beginning stages <clears throat> of playing, and I and keep in mind, I practice anywhere from like four to seven hours a day because I go to work for like a shift, work two, three hours, make $100, $80, whatever, come home and just play bass guitar. So what I'd be able to do with my voice is I can match the frequency of my voice with the, um, the tonality of the actual note that I'm playing. So you're talking about so then, like pitch recognition and matching, yeah, basically. Yeah, so I could basically hum the note that I'm playing and find it on the guitar. That's dope. So for me, that that sped up the process of me being able to learn uh, by ear and figuring out the fretboard and how to play these songs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And one day, actually, if you want to go on my um, uh, my YouTube channel, it's called Static1482. One day I decided, look, I'm just going to record a YouTube video. <clears throat> And the way that my mind works, I like to think of all the negative possibilities that can happen, put those aside, and then think about all the positive things that can happen. By the very virtue of you putting yourself out there, there's going to be people are going to talk shit. Get, naturally. Like, naturally. That's, just accept that for what it is. And that's the thing I'm going to get into later in, the, in, this, uh, in our conversation with 2020 and vision. When you see that, if I already know ahead of me that there's like a bunch of people are like a bunch of shit disturbers. <laughs> it's people distance, with opinions. That's what it is, right? Like, that's all it is. If I know that that's a, a going to exist and being in the service industry, people always have opinions. Oh man. You could bring, you could bring out a plate of food that's still sizzling. Cause when you order fajitas at Lone Star, they have to be sizzling. Right. Okay. Pause. Could, I wanted to mention this before that, I didn't mention this, but that's actually how we met. We met seven years ago or whatever it was. And we were, we were serving and, uh, I think it was, I think the reason why we bonded was because I wasn't incompetent. There are some people that are incompetent in the, in the service industry. And I remember we had, you and I had a conversation where we looked at each other and we kind of were like, bro, you're good. Yeah, you're good. I think there was one day it was me, you, <laughs> me, you, and a couple other people. And we had like 
10 or 15 tables each and we're fucking banging. You're like, and that's when I think you, you earned my respect, but vice versa. I earned your respect. I remember that day. Like it was nothing. It was like I'm opening morning. And I remember we got smashed. (laughs) We got smashed. And I was, I had 15 tables in one corner. You had 15 tables in another corner. And I just remember being like, yo, this guy's got my back. I got his back. It doesn't matter. We're bonding after this because at the end of this, we're going to, if we get through this, there's no way we can look at each other and be like, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I hate that guy. There's no way. But that's the thing, right? Like, and that's the thing. Like, um, that was the thing that I understood about like trying to be yourself and put yourself out there. There's certain people that are going to drive with, some people are not going to drive with, and not even just the drive. There's certain people that are going to understand that you're struggling and would want to help you out and understand that what you're going through and still ignore it. True. But I think one thing, and I, I I'm so grateful. I was in the hospitality industry since like, I think I was in, started out uh, and I worked at a hotel, but working at Lone Star was like had a tremendous impact on me becoming the man who I am today unbelievable yeah um but what i was saying was um fuck, i lost my train of thought uh, oh yeah people yeah. the youtube channel and um i remember just putting i was depressed as shit right you can go and watch the video the first video i put up there is still on there i i, I had the camera resting on some clothes that i had in like a little um um what do you call it like a my my closet or drawer or whatever you want to call it it was resting on some jeans. And I think in the bottom right corner, you can see the, the <laughs> you can see the jeans that it's resting on. No tripod, like raw. And I just recorded it in my bedroom. I'm not really moving or anything like that either. I'm just kind of just playing it. And I'm so like, I'm so like in myself. I'm so like, you could tell that I'm so like insecure and not confident because I'm just like kind of crawled up in myself. Right. But the thing is like, as the videos progress, you can see the growth and the confidence in myself that grows up. Because eventually it started off playing in my bedroom and eventually ended up playing on a show on a stage somewhere in Toronto. And some of the places that I've seen protest the hero and all these other bands that I listen to. Right. So for me, it's like, I know that anytime I do anything, there's going to be people that, that talk shit. And the one thing that happened with the YouTube channel that was pretty interesting. Most people recognized that I was trying and didn't talk shit. Right. And an interesting thing happened when anytime anybody tried to talk shit, the people that were viewing and people that subscribe would go out of their way to stand up for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? But lead us back into set. set so indifferent. So, so in, how did so in, you're, you're trying so to tell so the story. So indifferent started was inspired by me picking up my bass guitar because what the bass guitar taught me was that the bass is no different than a pencil. So I didn't feel creative or inspired creatively to draw, but I felt inspired and creative to play in my instrument and create music. So right. the, the, the bass acted like a pencil. So I'm like, oh shit, like I can still create. Doesn't mean if yeah. I'm not drawing, I'm not being creative. So I went back to the drawing board and started sketching some stuff out and ended up sketching out the So Indifferent logo. Made that in like, what, like like, like a two days or whatever. And I haven't changed my logo since. It's been the same logo. I'm even wearing it right now. And yeah, I have man. it on everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the following, I think the following week or whatever, a couple of days later or months later, whatever, I designed, I, I got this um, tablet, this drawing tablet, and I drew this design and it took me, I think, eight hours sitting on my computer to draw the design. I could have gotten that done in half the time if I now. knew how to use Illustrator because I didn't know how to use Illustrator. I didn't understand the difference between a vector and a bitmap. Right. Um. So... Yeah, that was a, I'll, t- I'll take that L, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but then I decided, I'm like, look, like, 
cool. I just, if I could design this and fuck, I can do whatever I want to do. So I just decided to, I want to see kids wearing my shirts. I wanted to see some kid on clean sheet wearing my shirt. So I just used all that cash that I had that I was making and just bought some clothing. I bought shirts, I bought a whole bunch of shirts. And it wasn't, it wasn't about selling them and it wasn't about making money because money was irrelevant <laughs> based on my prior experience. So for me, it was just seeing people wear something I created. It's something that you created, that you made, that other people are enjoying and using it to express themselves as well. Yes, exactly. No, I mean, I completely understand that's like, I mean, if we look at the podcast, I mean, in reality of creating, I'm not a big creator. Like I'm not a, I'm an idea guy, right? Like I'm not necessarily that creative type, mm-hmm. which is what, which is why, but I'm very good at having conversations, which is why the podcast came to be. But in reality, yeah. there has to be an element of creation, an element of creativity that has to be in, in employed into creating this podcast. I put together this kind of framework and it's created what it is right now, but you know, I would have told it before. And that's a, that's the thing that um, kind of frustrates me. It doesn't frustrate me. It kind of not irritates. Uh, I just kind of shake my head at it when I hear people say that they're not creative. Cause my, my, my girlfriend's friend said this to her and she's like, every time you do anything in your life, that's a creative act. You waking up and deciding what you want to have for breakfast or what you want to wear to work is a creative act. Well, in, so it's in, like, yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, uh, I am probably like, it's very easy for us to discount ourselves. And now that I'm thinking about it for me, the kitchen, you know, when I cook, if you watch my shit, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm very similar to you and your base. You know, like I stuck myself in the kitchen when I was 11, my mom mm-hmm. told me if I want to eat, make myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. If I want to eat, you make myself dinner because she had a, she had a, she wasn't really great in the kitchen. She didn't enjoy cooking. She, whenever she did and she found the motivation, she would. Otherwise we ate out and, you know, lots of restaurants, restaurants, you know, servers. Maybe that's why the hospitality industry called me in because servers yeah. were my best friends as a kid. So it ended yeah. up becoming my future. But anyways, so when I, as I became my own person and went off into university and started living on my own and learning, I realized that I enjoyed cooking. I enjoyed making things that other people thought was delicious. And then now it's the same thing. I enjoy just sticking myself in a kitchen, looking at a a recipe that's like, Ooh, I want to make that. And sometimes I'll spend a month cooking the exact same thing for a month straight, just because I want to get it perfect. That's, you know, so in reality, that's an element of creativity. And I, I completely understand what you mean. I think there's a lot of people that do exactly what I just did, which is very easy to discount yourself and not call yourself and call yourself not being a creative. But that being said, there are people like yourself that call themselves creatives because when you sit there trying to create stuff, like you have these, you have your own nuances when it comes to whether it's design or whether it's a knack for eye or color or whatever it is, everyone Mm -hmm. has their own little elements. But yeah, I think, uh, I think that's a good thing to mention that a lot of people just need to find their creativity. um, And it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily something they don't have. It's just maybe they haven't found something that has made them passionate or inspired yet that inspires that creativity or motivates yeah, that creativity. Yeah. Yeah. Right. For you to continue to do it. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. But absolutely. Um, and then, but then we're, I mean, we're going to get, we're, uh, you've already given a little bit of background, but do you, you want to give, is there anything else more you want to give background before? Cause I definitely want to touch upon this author illustrator of the fear theory, because obviously that's something that's big, but that's later in your year. So did you want to transition that inside your 2020? So, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bring everything full circle regarding the, the, the past, like the, 
the music and everything. Go on. So with the the music and me putting myself out there and being able to teach myself how to play the guitar, I bro, I look at some of the videos sometimes me playing my bass and looking at my hands. I can't do that nowadays. <laughs> I can't, bro. I have my guitars. My guitars still need to get repaired. Uh, I'm still working on them. I can't do that. I can't do what I used to do. If I sit down and actually try and practice, I can get back to that because it's like riding a bicycle. But I look at some of the videos that I'm me playing and certain songs and whatever I can pick up my pace and I can feel it and I can get back into it. And there's certain songs from like the band when I was in the band, I can't touch that shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were you were yeah. in a groove. You were probably in a groove. Like you were probably oh, feeling it. You know, like 100 vibing on that level. The same way right now, you're vibing on your design. You're you know, your author, you're illustrating all the stuff that you're doing right now. It's the same thing, you know, the same way as like me and being podcasting, when you, wherever you put your energy, you know, as long as you're, what we were talking about right before we started this, the repetitions, as long as you put in those repetitions that you're doing it regularly, you're going to start noticing how to be better where, you know, what do you need to do to do this and that? So I'm sure just you as being Chad, the bassist, you probably got in like, after a year and you're like, bro, this is me. This is my life now. You know, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that I did. I, I, you're right. I did think that I did think that. And then one day I, I finished a shift at Lone Star. And then my, my buddy called me, the lead guitarist, my buddy Dave called me or texted me or whatever. He's like, Hey, uh, buddy just left the band. Okay. Fuck. Uh, looks like that, that ship's going under. I guess I'm going to go to school. <laughs> right. So I ended up going to school and I always knew I wanted to go to school for advertising or something to do with advertising. Cause in high school, uh, not high school in middle school, actually, our uh, media professor put a, um, a magazine cover on the overhead projector and told us to look at it for about like five, 10 minutes or talk to her, talk amongst the class about it. And he's like, did your eye go from here to here to here to here to here? I'm like, yeah, my eyes did. That was the point. He's like, they designed it like that. I was like, oh no, fuck that. No, I need to know more about that. <laughs> Because for me, for me, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. Maybe if like, I'm an old spirit or old soul, whatever. There's just, I'm always interested in how people are able to control things, and like, for lack of a better phrasing, manipulation at that. <laughs> because for somebody to get me to feel a particular way without my consent, direct consent, for me, I find that very interesting. So I can watch a commercial. I'd be at home eating dinner, had a horrible day. I could watch a commercial, like an Apple commercial, like Christmas time or whatever. And it, it'll make me feel this way. Cause like, I remember there's one where this, these kids sent their letter to the grandmother, or whatever. I was like, holy shit. Like, bro, I, I felt that. And that's dangerous, not dangerous, but for me, it's dangerous because that company now has now been, I've allowed that company to connect to my emotional center. And for me, I, I don't, I don't like that. Cause I don't give any access to my emotions to anybody <laughs> now as an, like now, after all the shit that I've been through, I have a wall. Everything goes in like you're going to the airport. And the analogy that I was thinking about the other day is like I've done process serving and filing. So I have to go to like the Supreme Court, or whatever, in Brampton, you name it. There's no way you can get into the building without going through the security checkpoint. There's no way. If you go through the metal detector and there's a beep, they tell you to take your shoes off, tell you to take your belt off until there's no beep. Because you're, you're going into a secure environment where there's people that are putting people away for five years, 10 years. Obviously, there's going to be some sort of negative <laughs> energy and, neg and people that would want to do harm to these people, right? Absolutely. So they have to secure the place, right? I treat my mind like that now as an adult, especially after 2020 for what I've been able to see, right? Yeah. I, I'm putting someone away for 10 years. I don't want them to have easy accessibility to coming in and just being, hey, you're the dude that fucked my life up. 
<laughs> for the actions that I did. You know what I mean? Not even taking into account the fact that they're the ones that fucked up. You know what I mean? Wow. So for me, I'm, I was just going to say, imagine being an, imagine being a celebrity, like what you're talking about yourself where like you, you put, you put a few ads or what, let's say you go on and you do this amazing ad that's like recognized by people and they find out exactly who you are. There's that. But then imagine these celebrities, like we, we, we always say like the celebrities have it good and they have, and the money definitely softens the blow and cushions the blow of like not being, being separated from the the social, you know, being part Mm -hmm. of the social world anymore. But you imagine the amount of hate that those people get from either from saying something that they don't like, from wearing something they don't like, to looking a certain way, to portraying something in a movie in a way that they didn't like. Like, this is what you're saying is like, there are people with opinions about everything. And 90% of the time, it's either because they want what you have, but they can't have it, or they're just pure jealous. You know, they're just, ah, I, that's not going to happen for me. So I'm just going to hate on that person. And, and, and that's, and, and that brings me back to my next point. You know what I mean? What I, what I've been able to learn and take me from the music is the fact that if I put my mind to something, no one can, this is what I told my buddies when I was playing shows and stuff like that. I'm like, if anybody talks shit, cause I know, look, I'm black. I'm in an arena where there's a lot of people that don't look like me. I don't give a fuck about that. That's not going to stop. Me. I can care less about that. I told my buddies, I'm like, look, guys, if anybody decides to talk shit, I'm going to take my fucking guitar off. I'm going to hand it to them. Then they, they can figure that shit. Out. I'll walk off the stage and get myself a scotch. <laughs> I'll figure that shit out afterwards because I'm not going <laughs> to deal with that because I know I put the eight hours a day in. I started off from scratch. I put my mind to this and I achieved this level of uh, success, my own definition of success. I'm not right. going to have anybody discredit that because they're going to look at me and talk, talk shit. I don't deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, and I had, I remember one time, um, this one guy was like, oh, black basis. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm talking shit. Wait five minutes till the show starts, bro. Wash my hands. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? I could rock out and jam out and still play the song and stomp and get all crazy. Like you see rock stars on television act. I don't ever stand still when I play a show. Never. You'll never see me just standing still. I rock the fuck out. If you don't believe me, go check my YouTube channel. Static 1482. Go look that shit up. Because I'm I understand the amount of effort that puts I put into it. So I understand, and this is the thing, like a lot of people think that it's cocky or you're arrogant. It's like, no, I I I I fucking struggled. <laughs> I I went the extra step to, to record my guitars and practice the songs because the fact that they gave me the opportunity to even stay in the band in the beginning, bro. My yeah. guitarist's warm-up and the drummer's warm-up is like like I'm like, bro, what are you even playing? I'm looking at like, whoa, what was the first note? You just played like 18 notes in the last three seconds. I'm like, what was the first note that you played? You know what I mean? So for me, it was just, I had to credit my, 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 uh, my, my friends. And like, I consider them family at the end of the day for giving me the opportunity to, to learn from them. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't take that kind of stuff lightly. Fair enough. Well, but, on, yeah. on, on the point of the celebrity thing too, right? Because I think my 20s, I've been blessed and fortunate to be able to experience and do everything I've ever wanted to put my mind to, whether it's acting, modeling, all that shit. I had an opportunity to do acting and I, I got out of it for that very reason that you said. I don't like other people having the, the ability to control my life. And I mean that in the sense that like, I can't be myself if I'm always in the, in, in the public eye, right? Yeah. If I'm if I'm famous, I'm using air quotations. 
and I'm, 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 and people are like following me on Instagram and all that kind of crap. And people know who I am. I can't be myself. I have to censor myself. I can't say things that I want to say and, and joke around and be me because those people are then going to control, um, my life. Hey, that guy, that guy said that he, he, he did this, but it's like, there's people that are genuinely upset and there's people that just hate me and are just waiting for me to fall. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure it doesn't, I'm sure it doesn't help that your skin color is what it is. I mean, that's absolutely bullshit, but like we, 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 like you said, you don't care about it. I don't care about it. I think most people this year have realized that they don't care about it. But the problem is, is that there are still are other people that fucking care about it. So, you know, if something, someone, especially someone, you, I don't know, maybe as, as a black bassist or whatever, and the fact that you're standing up there and they, I don't know if that's partial the decision or whatever, but like, if you're in the public eye and you're, you look like everybody else, you know what I mean? Like you look like mm-hmm. most of the other people, it's probably a lot easier to say whatever the fuck you want. Exactly. Compared to if you're somebody who already has some hate thrown your way, already has some negativity thrown your way. And then now you're speaking your mind. So I find, I find it, in my personal opinion, I know obviously focusing on race is not a, is not something you should do, but I find, I find people that have skin color and then are, have the ability to say whatever the fuck they want, honestly, from their heart and then see what happens. I find that fairly empowering. But that being said, obviously it depends on the circumstances, right? You can't always do it. Yeah. It depends on circumstances for everything. Um, but like for me, like I don't, I don't, maybe it's going to be a little controversial. I don't believe in racism the way everybody else believes in it. I believe I like breaking things down to like the very finite details. And when I think about racism, I think about it as being either a good person or you're a shitty person. If you're going to dislike me because of the color of my skin, fuck off. Fuck, fuck <laughs> I'm not going to waste my time. But at the yeah. same time, like if someone's going to talk shit, like in, in the situation of me being able to play on the show or whatever, what better way to, to, to tell somebody to fuck off than to go into their arena, go into some place where they don't expect you to be and just fucking kill it. Yeah. Why am I going to get angry? Damn straight. I'm going to go. You're going to say that you're going to assume that I'm shit and I don't belong here, but then yeah. I'm going to kill it. Yeah. I'm going to kill it. Damn so straight I, I, you are. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't worry about negativity in the sense of what people judging and all that kind of crap because it's right. irrelevant. I know it's going to come. I had one right. day we played a show at the Annex Rec Room. And when I play shows, I don't remember anything after I play them. It's like, it's a high you'll never, I'll never be able to describe to you. <laughs> and I remember I, wa- I went to the washroom and washed my face, whatever. And this little kid came up to me. This kid's probably like 13, 14. He's like, hey, man, like, you guys are absolutely amazing out there, man. It was very inspiring. I'm like, dude, thank you, man. Like, if you want to pick up a guitar and play it, please go do it. Like, go do it. You can do this. I can do it. I, I'm, I'm living proof. And I, I like... For moments like that, and like even on YouTube, like I had kids saying, like, "Hey, man, like you're such an inspiration." I didn't set out to do this shit. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. "Whoa, why, why am I? I didn't come out here to inspire anyone. I'm just a dude that wanted to put a video on YouTube." But, but then I, mean, I realized, but then I realized the responsibility that came with that. Right? There's people that are looking up to me. You know what I mean? So for me, it was more about putting myself out there and showing people, "Hey, look, if you want it, I left my YouTube up, channel up there." in my room, my dirty ass room. I left it up there for the last couple of years because I want people to see that. Well, one thing I want to say just before we move on, um, is that one thing that I, 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 I always quote him and maybe people are going to get annoyed at me quoting him all the time, but tough shit. 
uh, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh I know I've hit, my God. I know I've hit, I know I've hit, I know I've hit you. Yeah. You, I probably quote him so many times to you and you're probably like, what the, but, uh, but no, 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 but no, but listen, listen, what, one of the, one of the reasons why I quote him is because he always says one of the reasons why a lot of people are so fearful to create is that they're fearful that when they create that they're not going to look good. That's my problem. When I created, when I was thinking about the the podcast from the beginning, I was fearful that I wouldn't look good. Meaning like I'll start off, it'll sound bad. The, the audio quality will be bad. The video will look bad. The content will be shit. And then everyone's going to hate me and whatever. And they're like literally every negative thing that you can think of. But what, what's really interesting is what he would put focus on is like, if you don't start somewhere and start yeah. doing from somewhere, there's no way you're ever going to progress. Why do you think I finally started this progression, this, this, this podcast in 2021? I want to be a professional podcaster. I think that in the future, and I've realized, I know it's only been two weeks since I've started this, but I think that in the future, I will become a professional podcaster because I've loved every fucking second of recording these conversations. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they're all with my friends and people I've caught up with and past connections and things like that. But one thing I've learned is like, the power of my voice and my ability to speak and the conversations I can have with people, especially after 2020, I've realized that there's something untapped. There's something that I realized I didn't have. And then what, what you can do now is because you started in that shit way, whether you started from a point where you were crap or you've started from a point where you're okay, even if you're looking back at your old base video that you with that jeans and you and you know, you in your bedroom and all that stuff. The cool thing about being able to look back there is at some point in your life, 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now, let's say you hit a point of fame or you hit a point of like, you know, people are asking you a question and it's in a more public forum or it's in a more recognizable forum, or even if it's mm -hmm. not, you yeah. have that ability to look back and be like, look at me starting off there. You know, that's where I started. And then people, and that's why he says, that's why Gary Vaynerchuk says, start somewhere and start filming those videos because wouldn't it have been cool? And he, and this is my example and I'll let you get, get say your point. He said, wouldn't it have been fucking cool if Sir Isaac Newton or all these people had social media, like these big celebrities who started up Elon Musk, you know, whatever these large people that are incredible minds. Imagine if those people, when they first started, started doing social media, that's the, that's the, that's what we're going to be spoiled with now is that I think with these young generations of being exposed to social media and showing every little inch of their life, oh, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe there are some negative like te technology things that, and that might influence their personality and stuff like that. But imagine, imagine these people that go on to be like scientists that discover like how to access wormholes or stupid shit like that. Imagine that one person you're like, this is that kid who fucking posted like random videos of him doing like dances and shit on TikTok in the, in the 2020s. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it gives you perspective to look back and be like, I started there and now I'm here. It shows you A and it not, and now you're looking at B versus as but what we had to deal with and our old generation and our family had to deal with was you, you, you were the only point of reference in your mind. You knew yeah. what you were, but other people didn't. So when people see the journey, now more people are going to stop looking at the surface level of success and, you know, gr you know, reaching a point of like happiness. And they're going to actually see the journey and the progress and the, you know, all of that stuff, which is actually how those people reached those mountains at tops and, you know, those, those results, you know what I mean?
dude, I can't tell you how many times I'd be recording a video or practicing. My mom would come in my room and be like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> you're always playing your bass. Da, 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 da. You need to get a job. You need to do this. You need to go to school. Da, 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 da. She didn't understand the vision. This is what I'm talking about when I say 2020. 2020 is 2020 vision. There's vision versus sight, right? A lot of people, I think, just kind of see what's in front of them. I'm looking like 10, 20, 30 steps ahead. Like I'm squint. I have to wear my glasses, right? I have horrible eyes. Like, I'm just staring at computers all the time. <laughs> the but irony like, of I, you saying 2020 vision. I know. My eyes are shit. <laughs> but like, what I think about is like, I'm when, when someone's like, what's there's this parable. It's like um, when the wise man points to the moon, all the, the fool seizes his finger. Sorry, say that again, just because I think it cut it. When the wise man points at the moon, all the fool sees is his finger. He's like, no, the, the, the moon is actually like this beautiful thing. Like it's right, that circular thing there. He's like, I don't see the moon. I'm like, no, the moon isn't my finger. The moon is there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I, I, have par- I have like these stories that like, there's another one. Here's another one. This guy goes to the, um, the, like, the, the shore, the beach. And he's looking at the sunset and this, this homeless guy comes up to him. He's like, what are you, what, what are you looking at? Like, what, why you look like you're hypnotized by something. He's like, I'm hypnotized by the beauty of what's in front of me, like the beauty. And he leaves and this homeless guy comes back. He's like, where's, what's this beauty he's seeing? <laughs> beauty, beauty isn't a thing. It's a way of looking at something. Right. You know what I mean? So like for some, like, and, and I think that's, it leads back to my next point. It's like, I think, with Gary V and, and all that stuff is like, you need to be able to define what your success is, what success means to you and what these words mean to you. Because success to me was playing, teaching myself to play an instrument and being on a stage. Success to me was designing a design and putting on a t-shirt and seeing somebody wearing it. I can cross those off my list. I don't need to have, I don't need to be the next Sean John or whatever clothing line is out there nowadays. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I hit my milestones and that's it. I think a lot of people get caught up with the social media shit where they think that I need to constantly do more and I need to be at the top. What? what? The top for me is just being able to play a show. I'm done. I can walk away from that. Well, it's, it's competition. That's the problem is that I think social media at its surface level and the irony of saying that the surface level of social media is detrimental because what we're trying to teach or what I think people need to learn about, again, Gary Vee, is stop looking at the surface. Stop thinking about what other people are thinking about you. Just focus on what you enjoy, focus on what you're doing, and then stick with it. And and just to hit what he says, he always says that I have 15 or 16 key principles that I preach. He's like, the only reason why I say it in 20 billion different ways and alternatives and manners is because I'm trying to hit you with the right thing at the right time, at the right point of your life, where you're listening, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I have to say it in a billion different ways in order to potentially influence and get the right message across that what you find passionate to yourself and what you get happiness from should be what you're doing for the rest of your life. Don't do shit that your parents make you do. Don't do shit that your friends make you do. Don't compete with somebody who has a Lexus or a freaking BMW and think that that's the way that you're going to reach success. Fuck well, that shit. Focus on what you enjoy. Too, right? This is the thing. This is why I've been able to kind of shut all that off and just focus and you know, get into the 2020 thing after. But like, it's, it's imagine being in a mall. And you know how they have the masters like says you are here. Yeah. I know. I know. I want to go to H&M. I know where I'm going. I know where I am in the mall. 
Like I know where I am. I know what entrance I came in. I know what number my, I parked my car at. But you're having a bunch of people come to you and tell you that you're going the wrong way. They don't even know where they're going yet. They're they're telling, trying to tell you what you're doing is wrong. Yeah, I get that. I think I think for me, I take what my parents. I'm so blessed and grateful that my parents gave me like the room to kind of explore and discover myself and right. not breathing down my neck to become a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. I'm so grateful for that because now, ten years later, I'm and I say this to my girlfriend all the time. I feel like, especially after finishing the book and everything, I feel like I've become the man that I've always wanted to be. When I was 16, I said I wanted to be a grad. I wanted 16 success meant to me that I had uh, a Mazda 3 hatchback just so I can put my bass guitar in it or whatever. I drive a Honda, I drive a 2008 Honda Civic Coupe, whatever. Uh, I'm working in uh, graphic design and I own a condo downtown. I don't want to live downtown. I'd rather live in the woods or in Collingwood or some shit like that. (laughs) You know what I mean? So for me, like I've, I've, I've gotten very close to that level of success and I've, in my cutoff date or cutoff age was 35. Yeah. I never thought I'd, I'd do half the stuff that I've been doing in my life. Right. So if but, I've been able to do all of that before 35. What's, what's to say that I can do anything? What, what else can I do after 35? It's right. endless. But I mean, I think at the end of the day, it just, what it has to do. And you just mentioned, you know, a few goals that you had there were a different version of yourself of what you thought you could be or what you wanted to be. You had a vision in your head of what you wanted to be. But then I think a big exercise that a lot of people need to realize moving forward into 2021, again, let's go into your journey of 2020 after I mention this, but is self-awareness. You have to have self-awareness of what you're capable of, what you enjoy. You know, I think one thing that you and I actually resonate with really well is we've tried a lot of fucking things. We've tried a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like you tried being, you were a bassist for a while. I know you say you still play it, but you look back and you're like, at some point you made the decision. You didn't want to be a bassist for the rest of your life. You didn't want to be a musician. Yeah. Um, same thing for me. There, there was points where both of us realized we didn't want to be servers for the rest of our lives. I mm-hmm. mean, for me, that was when I th- saw a 55 year old man or a 50 year old man there that had been working there for 20 years. And I looked at that guy and he was doing the exact same shit I was. The only difference was that he had better shifts. I was like, "Ah, not going to be me. You know what I'm saying? You know know what's interesting for that person? There's nothing. That person probably loves what they do. and There's nothing wrong with it. No, but how you reach that point is one thing. But self-awareness is another thing. If Mm -hmm. you reach a point in your life, like that's the thing is I'm not shaming people that choose to make that decision to, you know, what you say, settle, but like sit in a a life that's comfortable and what they enjoy. And it's it's. It satisfies everything that they need in a form yeah. of happiness. Yeah. There are a lot of people that do things like that I would never be able to do. You know, there are people that are garbage guys. I I respect garbage men more than anybody. It doesn't mean I could do it. You know what I mean? Like, I think that I have a lot more potential inside of me to know that I can accomplish a lot more. I think there's something, there's a greater purpose. Uh, I think one thing that I want to kind of put in air quotations myself is we mentioned in, a, in a, I think in another episode is figure out your why. What's your why? Oh, 100%. You know, and figuring out your why and being self-aware to understand what your why is. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to influence people? Are you trying to create? Are you trying to uh, become a better person? Are you trying to make other people better people? I think another one too is, are you trying to feel something? What are you trying to feel? Yeah. But anyways, let's, let's, let's gauge this in because I think uh, obviously we have a good idea of who you are. And I think we've had a little bit of a, an idea of the passion that's behind the guy, but Let's get right into the story of 2020, and then we can let those topics come out. Specifically, fear theory, which is your children's book, because I think that was that was uh, that capped off 2020 for you. 
but start us off from the beginning and talk about 2020 and kind of what oh, happened with man. you and what you live. Yeah, I know it's probably dreading, but like relive it for nah, us. Tell us, tell us about it. I think it's mixed or better storyline. A lot of stuff that I went through. Uh, January, 2020, we moved into an office space. Um, so I think in December or beginning, no, beginning of January, my buddy, I went over to my buddy's house to kick it with him. And he's like, Hey, I was looking at this office space, this property, whatever. And he's like, you want to check it out tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, check it out. I'm not signing anything. I'm not, I'm just going to go look at it. Checked it out, fell in love with the place. Then we had a couple of other people there that wanted to, uh, um, be a part of it as well. Cause we, I think there was four offices and, um, two weeks later, I'm signing paperwork. <laughs> two weeks later, I'm signing paperwork. And I, I remember the day before I signed it, I, I literally turned my phone, uh, I put my phone to do not disturb and I, I hate it. I avoided my phone. My buddy called me. He's like, dude, what's going on, man? We just need you. We just need you to give us your paperwork and we can move forward with this. He's like, I'm calling you because I knew you were scared. Talk to me. What's going on? What's 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 the issue? You don't think you're gonna be able to make enough? I, I he's like I was like I don't think I'm gonna be able to make enough to to cover it. Like I'm 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 worried about the financials. Like it's nearly a thousand dollars a month. Like I'm worried about that. He's like you know what? We've been through enough. My shout out to my boy Chris, man. Chris is like my my brother from another mother, man. We've been through everything. Uh, he's like whatever, man. We've been through that. We've been through the whole money struggling thing. What past? We'll be able to handle it. He's like okay, cool, cool, cool. He's like, I'm scared too. Okay, enough said. You're scared. I'm scared. Let's go do it. Signed it. February comes. Coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> I need a thousand dollars a month. COVID. Coronavirus. Man, son of a. And bitch. yeah, it was, just, it was. It was. It was scary at first. I was like, Yo, what the hell is going on? And my my old office that I was in, like in the same building on the same floor, um, faced the 400, and it was just eerie seeing like one or two cars drive by at like 3 p.m five o'clock, six o'clock rush hour. And I was like, dude, what am I going to do? So I started applying for jobs, doing all that stuff. And the funny thing, a lot of these uh, websites where you apply for jobs, whatever, you get an, an email where they say like, oh, like 873 people also applied for this job. So I'm like, okay, what the hell am I going to do? Am I going to, it's like winning the lottery. I might as well go and buy a lottery ticket. So I'm like, I, I credit Elon Musk for this too. Cause I, I think the way that I've been thinking about it, I just discovered what it was called. It's called first principles thinking. So basically, the first principles is breaking up the problem to the very basic, basic um, um, components or ideas. So for in the turn, in an example of Elon Musk, um, what he did was he looked at the company that created the rockets that he needed for his space program, whatever. And he's like, I can go to them and buy the rockets that are finished or I can look at first principles and be like, OK, they're the company that creates the rockets. Who's the company that supplies the materials to the company that makes the rockets? And what kind of materials does that company acquire? Da, 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 da. So he went all the way to the bottom and found the resources that they needed to create the rockets and just went to the company to get the resources to create the rockets so they could create the rockets themselves and cut the middleman out. So it's like constantly breaking down a problem to the very, very basic and then approaching it from a problem-solving standpoint, as if you never had any uh, experience dealing with it or any assumptions of it. It's all brand new. So for Dude's, me, it's like, okay. genius. <laughs> Yeah, he is a genius. I uh, shout out to Elon Musk. Um, so what I did was like, okay, cool. I have these graphic design skill set. I taught myself how to do motion graphics back in 2019. I'm really enjoying that. I can make websites and web pages and all that kind of stuff. What can I do now? Uh, oh wow! Like my girlfriend back in 2019 made a suggestion that I should make a kids book. 
I had some sketches that I uh, made on a train ride back from Montreal. I was like, shit, I want to make them do the kids book. So I ended up doing the sketches from the kids book. But another thing happened in March. Um, I decided to start cooking, like just try cooking. So I knew like, yo, I need to start trying something new. Yeah. So I started risotto was my go-to dish. I always make risotto. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fish and chips, like Gordon Ramsay uh, recipes and stuff like that. And then I'm like, yo, I'm going to make a kid's book uh, with cooking about cooking, baking. And like, cause one thing I, that I learned baking, for example, is you're going to make mistakes first of all. And secondly, if I buy a box of cookies at the store, there's like 18 ingredients in it. But when I make cookies at home, there's like six ingredients. Yeah. So for me, it's very, it's very eye-opening. I'm like, wow, that much sugar goes into me making cookies. Holy crap. That's oh, a yeah. lot of sugar. <laughs> so it was like, okay, I'm going to make a cookbook for kids to teach them the importance of salt, the importance of um, um, having a balanced diet, how much sugar goes into stuff, what carbohydrates do to your body and all that other stuff in a way that, was fun and engaging and all that other stuff, right? That's still kind of tied back into the original sketch and original idea that I had for the book initially from back in 2019. Right. And then I was like, halfway finished that. And my girlfriend's like, you should really finish the other book first, launch that as the brand, and then do the cooking book as like like a brand extension. Right. So I went back to doing that. And that was my main focus. Yeah, I had projects that are like doing logos or websites for people to kind of keep me afloat. But that was like my main go-to for the entire year. <laughs> Every day I'd be in there sketching, drawing. And, and that's the thing. I wasn't good at drawing. I was good at like sketching out ideas, but I didn't consider myself. I wouldn't, before 2020, I would never consider myself an illustrator. Right. I can, I can do stuff in Photoshop to make things look perfect. But the reason that's why I hated working with pencil and pen and paint and all that stuff is there's no control Z. There's no undo button. Yeah. Let's say it's be five hours painting something. And I add a bit of black. I can't get off. I can't get that off. <laughs> like I'm stuck. So what do I do? The eight hours I put into that painting is trash now. So what I, knowing that about myself and my struggle with perfectionism, I went into creating the book knowing that, okay, look, you're a bit of a, a hard ass and you're a bit of a perfectionist. Go in and try to make this book not be perfect. So with the series that I'm doing the behind the sketch, the first video that I'm putting out, I show everybody. I created the book in like a photo album, by the way. I sketched out the thing in a photo album. Um, I tried doing it the way that I'm used to doing it in Photoshop and all that kind of stuff. And it looked too perfect. It looked too digital. So I was like, no, nah, I got to go back to the drawing board. But I ended up just using the sketches. Yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I, ended up, I ended up using the sketches that I had. And then it's, it's crazy how like life kind of works out when you put your mind to something. So I think this was, um, I think this was early February. I think the lockdown happened March or April. It was like early February, maybe March. I went to an entrepreneur, no, it was February. I went to an entrepreneurial event for black entrepreneurs. My only intention of going was just to connect, talk to two people. That was my only intention. I went there talking to a couple of people. I was talking to this one woman and I'm telling her I'm working a kid's book. I have my portfolio there. And she's like, did you talk to, um, that girl over there. I'm like, no, she's a children's book illustrator. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I connected with her. I'm like, what the hell are the chances of me saying that I'm going to randomly come down here and I meet somebody that's a children's book illustrator. So without I, those vibes, they come back so to like, you, brother. I'm like, yo, like we connected. 
I started working on the book, the, the children's book again, like the original one. Then I'm like, okay, cool. I know what I want to do. I want it to look raw. I still want to have the sketchy vibe that I have. I'm going to see if this girl can help me. So I'm like, hey, Jaden, um, this is what I want it to look like. It was based on like a video game called No Man's Sky, space exploration game. Go check that out. Um, I sent her the references and styles that I wanted, the colors or ideas. I'm like, just lay down a foundation for me. This is the, 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 the file, the project file. Lay down the foundation. Give me a color palette. Let me know what you come up with. And then I'll work with it. And I worked with her with that about for like a, about a month and a half. And by her laying down the foundation, it allowed me to go back in there and just kind of color up and fix up the things that she had already done. So right. a lot of the colors in the book are based on the colors that she laid out. So I love what she did. For me, it was like, oh my God, I mean, I look back, I'm like, if I didn't go to that event, I would have never met Jaden. I would have never, I probably would have been still banging my head against the wall trying to make this book look imperfect. <laughs> by trying to do it in Photoshop. Man, it shit just, happens it, for a reason, man. That's, and that's what I'm saying. So it's like, it goes back. And, and that and that's also what happened with the band thing too. I forgot to mention that. So when I was playing in my room, my buddy Nathan, who's also a graphic designer that I met in high school, was like, hey man, I know that you've been playing music and posting YouTube videos. Uh, my buddy Steve, who's one of my closest homies, um, their, their band's looking for a basis and I, I can't keep up with this. So I thought I recommend you. And that's what led me to that. So a lot of the times these opportunities are you just taking risks and saying yes to the opportunities that present themselves to you. Because if I didn't say yes to going to an entrepreneurial event, I would have never met Jaden. I don't want to even think about what life would have looked like if I didn't meet her. <laughs> Man, if I didn't say yes to an internship with the Toronto 2015 Pan Am Games, I wouldn't have worked any of the international sports events that I currently have worked. But, but Look at that, though. It just took one decision. One decision. One decision to say yes and one decision to start. One decision to, for me to actually do something. One Gotta decision maintain to an open mind. Store. That's it. And, that, and, and I think that's the thing that the first principle is thinking, now that I know what it actually is, is saying that there, out of all the billions of possibilities, remove your idea and assumptions from it and look at it from a clear... Like, it's the idea of Shoshin. So the idea of Shoshin means uh, beginner's mind. And Shoshin means looking at things with uh, an open mind, the same way a child would look at, look at um, the experience or whatever it might be. First yeah. principles is literally the same thing. Look at it as if you've never experienced it before. So for me to say that I want to make a kid's book, I can make a kid's book. The possibilities out there, I know that because I know I have a creative um, um, ability. So I'm going to go out into it. And like I said, like uh, when I think about the fact that if I didn't meet Jaden, I probably would have a cookbook first. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just, it's amazing how it worked out. And 2020, I'm going to keep saying this, the 2020 vision thing for me is me being able to see that and understand it. And that's faith because faith is, you can't, I can't explain faith to somebody and it's not my job to explain my faith to somebody. I, myself it's like trying to explain algebra to a six-year-old <laughs> um i can get angry at them for not trying for not understanding it fast enough but if they don't understand it they don't understand it yeah because i can't explain to somebody why and how i was able to meet Jaden by taking the jump like where are the chances of me meeting a children's book illustrator at this event what are the chances of that you know i can't explain that i can't write a formula out to explain that and this is what's happened all throughout my life Right. And that's the thing. Like, I understand, like, I can see now that if I put my mind on something, things are going to work out. 
Well, if you, if you have a, again, like, like I said, like very similar to me is that if you have an open mind, like my idea was when I went into, when I came out of um, becoming, I wanted to become a doctor because my mom wanted me to become a doctor. And I decided to transition from that into sport. My mom nearly lost her shit. Didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. And when I went into sport management, I had no idea. And when people ask me, they're like, what do you want to do? I was like, yeah, I have this idea and this idea and this idea, but I have an open mind, completely open mind. We'll see what happens. Still comes. So when I got offered this internship for transportation, I laughed at it. I was like, what the fuck is this? And why would I want to work in it? And then now I still work in transportation, but I work in event transportation for one of the largest sport companies. So after looking back, I'm like, if I didn't do that, if I didn't take that opportunity that otherwise maybe someone would have just besmirched and just said, this is stupid. Exactly. You know what Somebody I mean? else would have said transportation. Nah, forget that. Because they're assuming they're, they're already, they already have an assumption of what that experience might be and what that, might, that experience might entail. You have the open mind. You could go in and say, you know what? It's transportation. Ah, we'll see what happens. And that, that's how I live my life now. But that's how, that, that's how I'm approaching it with this podcast. You know, for me, it was like when we were talking, when I had the idea of the podcast, it was an idea. The idea of the podcast started in one, one manner and then it evolved into another. And then literally seven days before 2021, it did a full 180, turned into this, which is stories of 2020, because obviously it wouldn't have had that idea at the beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then now it's become this really cool vessel and opportunity for me to A, practice podcasting, B, catch up with old connections and people like yourself and learn about people's stories from 2020, because there's so many people that went through something that is so different than what I did. But what's interesting is that there's a lot of people that have messaged me already being like, man, I love this story about this person. And then other person will be like, oh, I love this story about this other person. You know, and I think as this progresses, what's going to be really cool is that you're going to have, and I mean, you already mentioned this at the beginning before we started. But there's so many different types of personalities from different parts of the world experiencing completely different things, different circumstances. And everybody has a story that's completely different. And what's interesting is that somebody from halfway across the world could connect with another person from halfway across the world because there's a relatable element that they went through that they wanted to understand about what they went through. And then hopefully those people reach out to each other and it creates, you know, an even more empowered uh, reason to move forward and do something or take risks or whatever it is. That was the, I mean, my biggest thing was I was alone in this apartment. So for me, in my head, it was like, I'm the only one going through this. You know, this is, Mm -hmm. this is what I'm going through. And there's nobody else going through what I'm going through. But then what was interesting is that through conversations throughout the lockdown, which was March, April, May, or June, I had conversations with people in LA, in Canada, in Australia, in France and whatever. And they were going, some people were going through exactly the same thing as me. Some people were alone in an apartment. Some people had a family. Some people had that. There was different circumstances, but the emotions we were going through were still uncertainty, fear, and all those things. And you know what's interesting? The short, what's the, um, the quote? Uh, the shortest distance between a human being and truth is a story. <laughs> interesting. And that's the thing. I think a lot of times we all think we're going through our, our own little thing, but share your story and you'll find that, oh, wow, like, dude, I went through that too. I'm going through that right now. And the interesting thing for me regarding 2020 and how I've been able to handle it, I'm so used to being by myself. Yeah. I prepped my mind up for over the last couple of years by going camping and spending that time by myself. 
by taking that first principles type thinking, removing everything, social media, removing my phone, music, all right. the, the noise from the city, going camping to all the only thing I have is a tent, yeah. a book. A, uh, I was going to say something else, but I'm not going to say that. <laughs> a tent, a book, some food, and that's it. Yeah. So just literally me and nature. But like, bro, like I, I crave it. I crave it more. If someone said, hey, I'll give you 10,000 Instagram followers. Or you can have a three-day camping trip. Give me a three-day camping trip. So much more growth in a three-day camping trip there's, than 10,000 followers. So, there's so much more that nature and the basic level of nature offers me that Instagram and a lot of the stuff in Toronto doesn't even, can't even touch. Yeah, There's something no. about being out in nature where these trees have been here longer than I have. That, And this is the weird thing too. Like I'm, I don't want to get all crazy with it, but this is my experience. I felt safer out there than I do in the city. Yeah. Because a lot of the times, a lot of the thing too, I got to mention is the fact my camping site where I was is like a 10 minute walk from where the people is the Airbnb or where the people actually live. So I got to walk 10 minutes if I need help or anything. Yeah. I mean, take it one step further though. Obviously solo camping is really cool. And I think that's an interesting aspect. I've done solo hiking. I have a tent here and I could do solo camping at any point. I also have the grill and everything. So in reality, I could. Um, but take it one step further. I think just being comfortable alone is something Solitude. that a lot of people have. I, I had trouble. And to be perfectly honest, I love being on my own. It's something that I enjoy. I'm very independent. I enjoy being on my own. But one thing that I've learned, and this is that self-awareness thing I was mentioning. One thing I've learned from 2020 is that even though I, like, I love being alone, I like being independent. I always surround myself with people because I am a social entity. I'm a very social conversational being. And what one thing this year really taught me was, man, you're on your own. Like there's nobody who's going to come visit you. Maybe occasionally you can hang out with some people. You can reintroduce, you can have them come in. You can have them come for a coffee. You can meet them somewhere, whatever. It's still possible in, 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 in lockdown stages and such. But one thing I learned was if I was alone, could you do it? If you told me this before I started this position that I'm in now, when I went through a winter of kind of like a little bit of depression, I fell into a bit of a dark place. That was my first taste of it. And I hated it, you know, but then now this last six months, uh, well, the pandemic and then the end of this, I realized I was like, no, well, if I'm on my own, if the only thing I have is myself, then what I should be doing is finding ways to make the best self that I am, that I can be. Out mm -hmm. of that time, you know? So yeah, like you're saying, you're being solo and being camping and having that moment to kind of be away from people and stuff like that. That's one aspect. But for me, it was more, now I'm being comfortable with myself because I, you need to be comfortable in yourself. There are going to be moments where you're going to be all by yourself and you, you're going to have to turn to yourself and be like, do I have the strength to do A? Do I have the strength to do B? Can I do C? You know what I mean? All of these different questions that you ask yourself. And you know what's interesting too, but I think, for me, when it came to camping, it wasn't the fact that I, I enjoy being alone. But for me, I, had to, I also had to understand the difference between being alone and loneliness. Yeah. Loneliness was more of me missing people. Like I, I miss hanging out with my friends and all that kind of stuff. Me being alone is me being okay, being comfortable with myself and my thoughts. And the interesting thing about um, camping and being out in nature, and when I shared that experience with people, like first time I was like, hey, I'm going camping by myself in the floor. The interesting thing happened. A lot of people are like, aren't you afraid that someone's going to try to kill you? Someone's going to do this, da, 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 da. And then when I went, I realized 
every camping trip I've ever gone on, I realized that a lot of the crap that's in my head that I'm afraid of, air quotations, yeah. are other people's thoughts. Right. So even when I stripped that away, I realized like, wow, like I'm actually me, Chad Hobson, like I'm not afraid. I'm actually like, I'm actually quite, quite content. Yeah. I'm, I enjoy this, this alone time in solitude because I can reconnect with my voice, not the voices yeah. of other people in my center, life. To center yourself. Center myself. Yeah. Center yourself and understand where you are. And that's basically what I did this year was center myself. But Let's come back. Let's come back. So you're in the middle of the year now. And uh, I know you mentioned, I know you mentioned that you were around the middle of the year. That's when you really started putting a lot of attention into your, into your um, children's book. Um, can you tell us, cause obviously the fear theory, I'd like to know, I know I'm sure there's a little bit more to 2020 if there is or there isn't, but what I'm really curious about now that we've kind of lead it into the children's book, I want to know a, how the, what inspired the idea of it and the name of it and all that. And then secondarily, the experience of doing it and then all obviously how, how it finished off. And now obviously it's finalized and released and, you know, you're selling it to people now. Uh, can you talk through that? Uh, the fear theory. So the fear theory started, well, what happened when I was 19, when I lost my creative ability again, actually, <laughs> when I was like 24, I think. Um, I went up to an Airbnb. I was working a corporate job. I hated it. I wanted to work depressed every single day. I loved what I was doing, but just I was just depressed. Um, and I lost that creative ability. I sketched out this monster and I had like a character that was looking at the monster and sketching it. And that was like the first bit of the fear theory for me. Because the fear theory basically represents a lot, like the a lot of the monsters, a lot of the things that we we think that we're afraid of. If we take a second to step back and the whole point of the fear theory with the character, with the character is looking at the monster while he's drawing it. And the thing is like, for me, what I was able to do is look at that anxiety, that monster, that fear, that depression, that insecure, whatever that might've been. Yeah. Take a step back and instead of allowing it to um, create uh, fear within me, I was able to take a step back, breathe and sketch it and look at it from a different perspective. So that, that depression, that fear or whatever that was, when I really looked at it, when I got closer to it, it was just a cardboard cutout of a monster. It looked real from a distance, but in reality, it was like, wow, like that's not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so I had to take a step back and look at things from a different perspective. Um, and with the fear thing, what I've been able to do is take whatever emotional crap that I was going through and put that into artwork. Because for me, what my, the difficulty for me was finding the words to, to say and to get across to people that, hey, I'm going through this or I feel like this. The first time I told my doctor I was depressed was when I was in high school, 16. My doctor told me, uh, he's an Asian gentleman with a Jamaican accent, so you can go <laughs> have fun with that. <laughs> he looked at me, he told me, yo, I'm like, uh, you're a good looking guy, man. What are you worrying about? You're not depressed. I'm like, what the fuck? Excuse my language. I'm like, dude, like, I'm coming to a who I think I'm supposed to come to when I have a problem with something that I can't, I don't have the answer to. And you're telling me, ah, you're making it up. You're a good looking guy. Don't worry about that. Go get laid or go meet some girl. I'm like, that's not going to fix the problem, dude. You know what Absolutely. I mean? So for me, I, I had to take this time in the, on my journey to figure out, okay, if the dude in the white coat that society says is going to fix this for me, he's not going to come and save me. Like, back to your point, no one's going to come and save me. So I have to do the work. Yeah. So by me doing the work, I had to look at it the same way a doctor will look at an infection. 
what's causing this. Yeah. What's the root? What's the source? What's, what's the source of this? So by me yeah. taking, uh, I don't, I don't know if you can be able to show the image. I'll show, I'll show you the image at some point, but by me being able to look at the monster and drawing it out, like, wow, like, cool. Interesting. These colors there, that, oh, okay. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. It's not as scary as I thought it was because I'm looking at it from a different perspective. Yeah. I'm doing a still life drawing of what depression is to me. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, it does. And I think I, I definitely, that's why I wanted to call it out. Cause I definitely think people should check out the fear theory. I haven't had a chance to, um, obviously because you're selling it, but there's small little images that I've seen really, really cool. And really, really like it pops, man. It looks really good. Um, I'll plug a little bit here. So obviously he has so indifferent, so, so indifferent.com. If you want to see any of his services, um, also so indifferent underscore on Instagram, if you want to check him out. Um, but, uh, yeah, but, but I guess the end of the year was that it was primarily dedicated to, to my logo and, uh, and the children's book, I guess. Yeah. The children's book is helping, uh, my girlfriend with her brand, Ramsey Pizza, um, Ontario legal pool with some design stuff. Um, yeah, man. But that, and that's the thing, like to kind of bring everything together with the year. Um, it was, I was so like focused on creating the book and working on it. Because the main reason as to why I really wanted to get it done by the end of this year was for my nephew and my cousins. Okay. Seven, there's six, seven, and eight. Um, with the whole Black Lives Matter stuff and the racial tension in the States, I had to take some time away to think about, like, this is this is an issue that's been happening constantly for years. This race, this constant, like, this, this racial tension. So I'm like, what can I do to um, help my family and help the people that I know, my tribe and my community that are close to me. How can I help them get away from um, having to deal with any of that? How can I give them, what kind of tools can I give them? So for me, it was ownership, creating something that I can give to my nieces and nephews to say that, hey, look, despite 2020 being what it was, or despite people saying that you're black or you're this and you can't do that, don't listen to any of that stuff. Look what uncle did. Uncle was able to get this thing done in this messed up, unprecedented time. Don't worry about the outside world. Focus on what you want to do. Put your head down and do it because uncle did it. And ultimately with my life, I want my life to be a testimony for my nieces and nephews and cousins and my family and my tribe for them to be like, wow, like if uncle could do it, I can do it. I don't want them to look at the, the TV stars and Instagram influencers, and all that stuff. That's too yeah. far away. Keep that outside. <laughs> look at what's within your circle and look what uncle has been able to do. So I want, for them, it's more so about them being able to understand like, wow, like uncle's been able to create this and, and, uh, we can actually hold it in our hand now. But like I said, at the end of the year, once the book came out, I went into like a five, six day depression. <laughs> you would think after you finished, finish a project or run a marathon, uh, whatever, a business launch, whatever that might be, you think there'd be a celebratory period. I went, I like flatlined. I was burnt out. I was like depressed. Because my, it was like I was so focused on reaching the finish line that once I reach it, I look back and 2020 is just burning. <laughs> yeah, everything's just destroyed. I'm like, wow, that's the year that I was. I was like, all of that stuff just started to hit me because I had I was caring so much because pushing for my nieces and my nephews and my family and my friends that when I actually finished the book and I look back, I'm like, crap, dude, like I'm really starting to buckle now. Yeah, you start. You reached. You reached. A, you reached a, 
you reached a point where you actually had a chance to reflect over what you actually experienced. Whereas while you were actually experiencing it, you were compartmentalizing it, focusing on what you needed to be focused on. I remember we had a conversation in like June or July or something. And you're and I asked you about BLM and stuff like that. You're like, dude, I'm not worrying about that. He's like, you're like, uh, yeah, okay. Racism's there, blah, blah. You obviously gave your take on what you think racism is and all that stuff. But you're basically like, man, I got my focus. I'm focusing on my task. I'm doing my book. So in this thing for you, you were focusing on what you were trying to do for the entire year. And I think it makes sense. I think most people do that where they have a mountaintop that they're trying to reach. And then once they reach the mountaintop, they just collapse. And they're like, now what? Now they have to reflect of the, the, the journey that took them there. And I want to add, I don't want to say that I was dismissive of BLM and all of the stuff that was going on in the year. But like I said, I had to take that, having the ability to uh, be introspective and take the time to take a step back and really internalize what's going on. I had to take a step back and ask myself, how can I, what can I do right now? Or what can I do in the next couple of months that can prevent a lot of things, certain things from happening? I can't go out to change the world. If someone's going to hate me for my color of my skin, no one's born a racist. No one's born a shitty person. No one's born a manipulative person. That's shit that they learn. So what can I do to prevent that from happening? What can I do to prevent my nieces and nephews and my cousin? My cousin's in 1920. He's looking up to me. I have to set an example, right? Yeah. What can I do to make sure that they don't deal with some of the stuff that I went through? Look, racism, people are going to hate you because of the color of your skin. People are going to hate you because you're good at your job. People are going to hate you because you run faster than them. Let that be. The world's going to be the way the world is. And has always been. Okay. Let's just look that, put that on the uh, in the world. You're gonna put a video on YouTube, there's gonna be people that are gonna talk crap about it. Accept it. Accept it. So for yeah. me, I my time would be better spent creating a product, a book that I can give to my 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 family, my friends' kids, and their newborns and all that kind of stuff to right. teach them how to a reflect, understand the emotions that you're going through, ask questions breathe and understand empathy and compassion understand why that person might feel the way that they feel yeah so for me it was more so about preventative measures instead of trying to go out and change the idea of an adult that's had 30 years of experience of negative thinking patterns there's no point because a lot of the crap that's going on if you really look at what's the way the world is right now they're all adults acting like children Basically. So why not start at the root? Start with the give the kids the tools to be able to think and ask questions and understand empathy and compassion and listen to other people's perspectives instead of trying to change an adult's opinion. I'm not going to try to change an adult's opinion. Go live your life. Yeah. No, I get that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just how I, I feel. My opinion, based on my life and my experience and what I've gone through, my time is better spent doing preventative measures. Well, I mean, I think at the end of the day, I think uh, I think we need those people that are going to be trying to change the world from the more aggressive side. I know, obviously, there are people like yourself that are chose a different manner to do it, and I think that's just as commendable, if not more, of finding ways to educate or show people how to deal with whatever they're going through, how they're feeling. So, I think the the idea of the fear theory is awesome. I think it's um, I'm really I, I would really like to read it. Obviously, it's difficult for me to get it from you there because you're. But um, 
but no, I mean, j- kind of just transitioning into, um, you know, the end of the podcast, because, uh, you know, what I like to do obviously is end off 2020 in a way and understand how you ended off 2020. I think as you just mentioned it, you know, 2020 came to kind of a close when, you know, you finalized the book and you, you kind of had a a bit of a, a slump into like a depression at the end because you reached your mountaintop. And I guess, and you you know, after that mountaintop now, what's next? You put the flagpole down, like, how am I going to get down? (laughs) Yeah. So tell, no, but no, that's, it leads into like me trying to start to end this off on a positive note. So tell us like what, what makes you excited about 2021 now? Like what, what do you have for like goals and aspirations for the upcoming? Cause I know that, you know, obviously completing this, completing this uh, book, this children's book, the first one, um, is it the cookbook that comes next? Uh, is there something else that you have in your mind? Do you have anything big that's coming up this year? Like what, what are you, what are you, what are you looking forward to in 2021? Oh, 2021. I've already worked. I've already started working on another book outside the cookbook. I've already laid down the foundation because what I'm trying to do is take a lot of the, the, these like parables from what does it be? Buddhism, Christianity, whatever, what that's helped me have a different understanding of the world and break that down into like bite-sized pieces for kids to understand. All I need to do, I already have the stories. All I need to do is drop pictures. So endless possibilities are coming up with books, but I'm focusing on that. Um, focusing on putting myself out there a bit more, um, sharing a bit more of my backstory and some of the things that I've done, like the, the acting stuff and how that's helped me transition to where I am today. Um, what behind else? The sketch, behind the sketch, obviously. Behind the sketch where I'm going to be talking more about the little uh, nuggets that I wasn't even consciously aware of. Some of the, like, a lot of the there's a certain draw. I woke up one day and I'm like, holy crap, the king in the book is Marcus Aurelius. Or the king in the book is that CEO that took a pay cut so his employees can get, can have um, um, a decent wage. It was about leadership, right? So the king, like for me, there was a metaphor that like the king or a leader shows up to battle. Like he didn't just, and that's the thing in the book, right? The king didn't show up, didn't tell his troops to go figure out what's going on the situation in the book, the conflict, the king showed up with the troops. And for me, that was, there's these little nuggets of leadership of, of um, compassion and, and discovery and all these little things that I have in the book that I'm still discovering. So with behind, behind the sketch, I'm kind of breaking down some of my thinking and some of my life experiences that are, are kind of scattered throughout the book. Awesome. I mean, I think I'm really excited to see what, what comes out of you. Um, in this year. Cause uh, obviously the book, <laughs> the book that you just did in 2020, again, I think 2020 has this, op- <laughs> this really weird effect on a lot of people. There was some had a lot of people had negatives from it, but then like I've kind of said is that 2021 for me is kind of 2020 set the benchmark of what 2021 can be. I got a, I got a benchmark that I need to meet and anything above that is successful, you know, because if you found any form of success in 2020, that is very commendable and, and, and respected because there's a lot of people that didn't do anything productive because they couldn't. I know. And that, and that's the thing I always tell my buddy, like 2020 was the resume. 2020 Absolutely. was the resume. That's my resume. I, had, yeah. I was given everything I asked for. I just need some time. Well, here's all the time you've been asking for. What are you going to do with it? Yeah, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I mean, I think there's a lot of people that have done that. I think there's a lot of people that were in good situations. Like 
think it's been interesting with some of the stories. I think um, nobody's lost a job in any of the episodes I've done. And that's, you know, that's been great. Um, obviously there are some, and obviously I'm, I, I want to hear those stories as well. I want to hear every story, but, um, but those who did have jobs and had all that personal time and all that time to focus on something, it's good that they found an outlet, something to put it into, whether it's personal development, personal growth, you know, creativity, uh, a book, um, whatever it is, you know, you had what you, whether even if you decided just, you're going to read a book all the time, like that's fine. Whatever you decided to do and deal with your emotions and get through 2020, there's no right or wrong answer to that because because of how bad it was and how bad it technically still is. Um, we still, you know, the fact that you found a positive inside of an, you know, a a very big negative, I think is commended for anybody. So, um, Mm. definitely. I mean, so I obviously, man, I I think a lot of people are going to check you out. I want them to come check you out because I, I find your stuff really cool. And I I stumbled across you and like mid year. And I was really happy I did because it was one of those things where it's like, Oh crap, this guy's graphic designing. This guy can help me. And I've been actively finding ways of putting money, investing money in my own personal money back into people and designers, personal trainers, uh, you know, mental develop, you know, uh, personal development coaches, all of those people are back in Canada. You guys are all mm-hmm. back in Canada because for me, the only thing I can do as somebody in the position I am making, making money abroad and being very stable was to give, give back to the people, invest in myself by giving back to people back in Canada. You know what I mean? And I have to add to that. Like my, uh, the illustrator, Jaden, my illustrator, Janet, I had to pay her for her services. Obviously there's certain times when I'm like, fuck it. I guess I'm not ordering out this week <laughs> because I, it, it meant more for me to pay her and give her the money. I didn't I'm like, just tell me what you need and I'll, I'll make sure you get it. I don't care. Drop a price because I believe in you that much. And I know that you're not going to rip me off or anything like that. But I, I believe in what she was capable of doing so much that she said, it's going to be three hundred four hundred dollars Take it. Whatever. I know you're good for it. But that's the thing. I had to take the risk in believing in her. And it paid off. But I think sometimes you just have to make a decision that money isn't everything and that you it need isn't. to invest it. You need to it take isn't. If you have some money and you think that by putting it into something, whether it's personal development, whether it's personal training, whether it's uh, illustrating, whether it whatever it is or designing, graphic designing. I know I couldn't pull that off on my own. I had a vision of what I wanted to do. I tried it with a friend who was a designer as well. It didn't necessarily work. It didn't. I didn't reach that point where I wanted in my head. You provided me with a slightly more expensive, but better option of what I wanted to reach. And we ended up reaching it. And I, I was really happy with what I did and don't regret any of the money spent. I have some friends who are probably like, really, you had to spend that? Yeah, but deal with it. You know, like for me, that if I look back, I'm not going to be thinking about the money that was spent. I'm going to be thinking about what happened from spending that money. And what happened from spending that money is what I have in front of me right now is exactly. I, have three, I have three logos. One of them that's being used right now that I've, I've already received some amazing feedback on, by the way. Uh, you know, my mom, a couple of friends, a few people are like, man, that's a really popping logo. So I, I, I want to thank you for that again, because that was an amazing result. Exceeded anything that I thought of. But uh, give us just as we end the po- the podcast, you have any final thoughts you kind of want to end on for the for the people listening? Um, for obviously people, obviously I'm telling people to check you out. I'm sure a lot of people will check you out when I finally release the episode. But any final thoughts you want to end the episode on? 
Oh, on that note, if anybody wants to contact me, feel free. Send me an email at uh, info at soindifferent.com or reach me on Instagram at soindifferent underscore. Um, in terms of ending on a positive note, uh, let's see. Three things. Um, define the words that you use in your life. Um, solitude isn't bad or a negative thing. Um, and spend time, well, this goes number two again, actually. Spend more time learning about yourself. Uh, thirdly, you can do anything you put your mind to. And, and that's the thing, as cliche and as like Hallmark Disney movie, as these quotes sound, they actually do work and they actually do mean something. Um, that's it. Yeah, man. Uh, We're but- here because you put the desire to put your mind to your podcast. And I'm here because I decided to say yes to it. Absolutely, man. No, I mean, I'm, I'm really, I was really, really happy. Um, I mean, I didn't expect you to say no, but I'm really happy that you did say (laughs) yes to come on. Um, but I also think that's a really good opportunity to show, show stories of 2020, but also show all of the talent that's been coming out of this, you know, this podcast, I've had a, a whole bunch of stories, a whole bunch of people that are incredibly talented that are putting their minds to stuff that, you know, before 2020, they just plain and simple would not have done or would have not have taken the risks to do so. And by having this personal time, by having that, you know, that ability to kind of dedicate their pa- time to their passion or, you know, their families or whatever it is that you dedicated your time to, it, yeah. it gave them more strength and they pulled that strength from 2020. So uh, definitely want to thank you for being on. Also want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you very much for listening today. Uh, I think Chad, Chad's story is amazing. I mean, obviously the fact that he designed the logo is a huge part of attaching to the podcast, but more than that, you know, I think his his strength and drawing that strength from 2020 is rooted in his book. Please check out the book. Uh, please reach out to him um, and definitely give him some kudos or reach out to him if you have any interest in design or any of those different things. But again, thank you very much for listening. Tune in next time. We'll have another story from 2020 and I'm sure it'll be just as interesting. So until then, thank you very much and have yourselves a great day. 